Welcome to the Discovering Leadership Podcast. My name's Corbin Hannes, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Carl Bowden from Exemplify Leadership. Carl, you want to tell us what we're talking about today? Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about SMART goals. So this is going to be the start of our brand new series on goal setting and how to really establish goals that work. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to invest in you, our podcast listeners. We want you to instill the foundations of of leadership within you. We want to help you, you know, create goals that are easily attainable. We want to help you craft your strategy in your business and in your individual life to help you fully understand the purpose of what you're trying to accomplish. We want you to live your true, authentic self. Now, our goal for this podcast is to lead leaders, build a community of leaders to help multiply the effects in our businesses, our communities, and our personal lives. We want others to live by example. So what example do you want to lead? What are the steps that that you're going to take to get you to what you ultimately want to accomplish? Now, one way we can do that is start establishing goals. So for today's topic, we're talking about SMART goals. How do we be specific in our goal setting? How do we make it measurable so we can quantify certain aspects of the goal? And then how do we create goals that are attainable and realistic to achieve? And how do we establish the timeframe for these goals? So first off, being specific in our goals. It can't be too general yeah. when establishing a goal. If it's if it's too general, like, you know, I want to lose weight, okay, like, why do you want to lose weight? Yeah, what's the purpose behind it? Exactly. We have to, like, ultimately understand what's the reason for establishing this goal. Is this going to positively benefit either myself, the people that I serve, or the business in general? Yeah. We got to be specific, not only on what we're doing, but what, what we're doing affects. Again, we talk all the time on the podcast. Uh, you, this is another quote. I'm actually going to remember the person, uh, mostly because you've said it a million times, but Simon Sinek said, start with why this is, this is a point where you're going to be starting with why. Whenever you create your goals, be specific. Think about what are you trying to achieve? Why are you trying to achieve it? Word out your goal that way. Like you said, instead of I want to lose weight, make it I want to lose weight for the betterment of my life. I want to lose weight so that I am healthier. I want to be healthier. Something along those lines. If those are the reasonings behind what you're doing, include that in the goal. That way you can be specific. And realistically, this isn't just for you. If you're being specific, then you can also share those goals with others. And you can get help from others with your goals. If your goals aren't specific and you try to share your goals with somebody else, who's going to help you? Nobody's going to know what you want to do. Nobody's going to know what your goal is or how to achieve it or why you're even going for it if you're not specific enough. If your goal is simply, hey, 
Carl, I want to lose weight. Carl's probably going to say, well, go jump on a treadmill, Corbin. That's about all he can really offer unless it's a huge, wide variety of different things that he could say is, okay, here's how you go about it. Here's what you can do. But just saying simply, I want to lose weight or uh, we want to increase sales this year. It's a, well, there's a million things you can do to increase sales. Why do you want to increase sales? What's the end goal? Be specific. Why do you want to lose weight? What weight do you want to lose? Yada, yada, yada. Be specific because if you're not specific, the path in between now and actually achieving your goal is very vague. Yeah. And Corbin, I really liked what you said about like community, communicating our goals to people that are close to us, that are going to hold us accountable in achieving those goals. Now, if we just say something general to them, like, oh, I want to lose weight or whatever, or I want to increase sales, it's hard for them to hold us accountable. Oh, yeah. we, we don't know the reason or the purpose or our why uh, behind that goal. Now, when we communicate all that effectively to those people that are going to hold us accountable, that's going to get us that much closer to obtaining that goal. So we have to get really focused on what we ultimately want to accomplish. We have to know exactly what that is. Yep. Now, the next step is make it measurable. When we have made it a little bit more specific, how do we quantify this? How do we make that measurable? So Corbin, I was wondering if you could probably just give us an example of how you've, you know, measured some of your goals in in your business oh yeah so i'm a big numbers guy as you probably assume considering the fact that i own an accounting firm uh, and what i do is taxes on a day-to-day -day basis numbers make a lot of sense to me i like seeing numbers when it comes to my goals because you can see a threshold there's a clear threshold of when something's been achieved i think whenever it comes to our business, I'm thinking of sales goals first off the bat. That's like an easy, easy thing to think of. Okay, our sales goals for say the month of June, we wanna hit this number in goals during, or this number of sales during the month. We want X amount of dollars to come in and we want our overall sales for the year to reach X number. Uh, those, those are all easy numbers to understand. Sometimes it might be a little bit more ambiguous, ambiguous. So something you had helped me with was my culture, focusing on how I work with my employees, uh, how they work with each other, and how we communicate with each other, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of different facets to culture, but it might be a little bit more difficult to tie numbers into something like that. I remember in more specific terms when it came to the goals that I was or you were helping me set in regards to my culture at the time I believe it was something along the lines of I want to improve how we communicate mm. and I started off with something like that is I want to improve with how we communicate we got a little bit more specific on it but it also came down to how do we make it measurable and something that you had suggested was create a grading scale was yeah. a 
A B plus, A B minus, uh, C D E F kind of thing, or for me something again I like numbers, uh, a one through five. If I look at something and say, okay, maybe it's just based upon my feelings, or maybe it's based upon how other people think and feel, and we get some rapport going around, and I just got to ask my employees, hey, grade our relationship, man, the manager managed relationship on a scale of one one to five and then i go person to person and say i want to make sure that that average number is above say a four or say i want the median to be above a four whatever it might be uh make sure that you can put a number behind it or tie it back into something that you can measure those are two ways that i've done that you know, Corbin, I really liked what you said about, you know, can it be quantified or is it more subjective? Is there more feelings behind this, like a grading scale in terms of like A, B, C, D, E, F for like grading a certain thing such as culture? Yeah. Or is it like hard numbers? So that's like the difference between subjective and objective. Objective being hard facts numbers, uh, things that are very easily quantifiable and subjective, which can be a little bit more difficult, but uh, there are ways we can, you know, quantify that. We can have a scale. We can have that grading system. Uh, we can put out a survey to some of the people that we lead to get their thoughts and opinions on that to, you know, get a better understanding of where we're at in culture. So, you know, when we're making things measurable, it can be in percentages. It can be the hard numbers. It could be that grading scale like you were talking about. But, you know, after we have created something that's measurable, specific, how, like, is this goal attainable? Is it realistic? Is this something that's actually going to challenge us, uh, but still get us moving in the right direction to where we're not completely defeated by this really large ambitious goal but is this something that you know i can i can reach this and then we we might like break it up and make it smaller smaller steps to where we kind of build the momentum remember that if you're not aiming too high then you're aiming too low so give yourself a little bit of a challenge make sure your goals are up there at the same time, you have to be able to reach those goals. If you never hit any of your goals, then you need to look in inward. Say, so look in the mirror and evaluate how you're creating those goals. Yeah, we have to make small wins yeah. to keep the ball rolling and celebrate those those wins, those those successes. Yeah. Those small steps along the way are very important, but make sure looking at the big picture, like you're saying, uh, like you're saying, everything's realistic and you're not setting your goals to hit mars tomorrow you know that's unrealistic uh, at least it's 2022 right now that's unrealistic but uh, no it's really comes down to the fact that like i said if you're not aiming too uh, too high then you're aiming too low you want to make sure that one step at a time you can actually get there uh but like i said 
if you don't hit any of your goals at all, look inwards. Look at the process of creating goals. Are we doing good enough at creating realistic goals? Or if we're hitting every single one of our goals and we don't fail to achieve a single one of them, are all of our goals too easy to achieve? You gotta look inwards there. And it's more than likely not an external factor most of the time, at least in my case, that hitting goals too frequently or too infrequently is an external factor. If it is an external factor, then we need to reevaluate a vision. We need to look back at the overall purpose and reasoning why you're there in the first place, as opposed to just simply what we're doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, that's a really important point, Corbin. Is there is there a balance to where you know we can still achieve our goals but not hitting them too often but are we setting goals to where we can't even achieve it so it kind of has to be somewhere in the middle in the middle there and when we when we complete a small step or a small win we have to celebrate that we have to build confidence in ourselves because when we build that confidence that gets us that much closer to that end goal that end destination you know Something this reminds me of, another example is with our sales goals internally for Insurian. I try to make sure that every time I hand out a proposal, out of all the proposals that we hand out, I want to aim for 50% of them to be accepted. I want to get as close as possible to 50%. If we're too close to 100%, to me, that means we're not charging enough. That means... Again, looking internally, if we're too close to 100%, that doesn't mean, oh, everybody loves our services. We're doing fantastic. We're just, the market thinks we're awesome. That's more so, we're too cheap. We need to try to grow the business a little bit more aggressively. If we're too close to 0% and nobody's accepting our proposals, if you're looking outwards, you're thinking, damn, everybody hates us. Why Why do we, why does everybody think we suck? What's What's going on here? But if I look inwards and I say, okay, means our value proposition isn't up to par. It could be a branding or a PR thing, but it means to me, we need to provide more value or we need to charge less, something like that, or we need to make sure we communicate better. If we're not getting, there's, there's a lot more reasons why a proposal might not get accepted than it would get accepted. But again, if that percentage is too low, and it's too hard to actually get somebody to say yes to a proposal. We're looking inwards and saying, what are we doing? That's making sure or that are making our goals unrealistic or not allowing us to achieve our sales goals. On the other end, if every month over and over again, we're hitting all of our goals. And then I look at the percentage of proposals that are getting accepted and it's 90% of them. I'm like, well, damn, we could, probably could have set better goals this whole time. They could have been more realistic. And then we sold ourselves short for the last couple of months, you know? So yeah, there's a little bit of a happy medium there. To me, it's make it easy on myself, call it 50%, aim for that, and then just search for problems. Yeah. I like what you're saying there because you're constantly reassessing your goals. This is what works. This this is what didn't. Maybe we, you know, achieved a higher percentage in, you know, client satisfaction for this one area for the business. 
but you know if if that percentage is too high that that kind of commu- communicates a message to the people that we serve or to ourselves in the business that something could be adjusted to get the most return for the service or the products that we that we sell oh, yeah. in business you know another important thing to talk about when we're talking about attainable or realistic goals is do we have the resources in place now resources could include maybe money equipment uh people do we have the right people in place to attain these goals yeah uh you know when it comes to like increasing sales do we have sales people do we have people that are going to multiply the the effect to increase sales and on the same note it'd be it'd be a very interesting goal for um my team members if i came to them and said hey our sales goal for this month is to sell x amount of dollars in legal services we don't have any attorneys working for us we don't have any people that can provide legal services on our team it'd be really weird if i came up to the team and said hey we're selling legal services they're going to be very confused again it's because we don't have the resources that's not realistic if uh, on another point it'd be really really like odd for me to come up to him and say hey uh, we're going to sell all these services but our goal is a million dollars in sales right but to get to a million dollars in sales we need to spend a hundred thousand dollars in advertising while i'm saying this our bank account balance is five grand it's a little bit unreasonable it's like where's the other 95 coming from you know how are we going to get to that goal if we don't have the resources to actually push us along yeah you know if you can find the resources you have access to those then it might be a little bit more realistic of a goal exactly so you know we need to have we need to have those resources in place we need to make sure that these steps in attaining these goals can be easily reached but not too easy it's that balance like what we're talking yep. about but when establishing a goal we also have to have a time frame too so when does this goal need to be completed and what's a certain time frame would that would make it successful in completing the goal so we need to focus on shorter more manageable time frames within a larger goal so let's say Let's say we wanted to increase our sales by 400,000 or something throughout the year. Now that's one year to get to say 400,000. Now each quarter we could make $100,000 increments. So first quarter we hit 100,000, second quarter 200, third quarter 300. That gives us a better time frame a better way of understanding this is where we need to be by this time. And then if we are above that, great. If not, maybe we need to pick up the slack a little bit. And this allows us to adjust, you know, as we're going through this goal, as we are getting closer and closer to that end goal, that end destination. Yeah. To me, there's a, there setting the time goals is a way to pace yourself 
setting putting time frames on your goals as a way to pace yourself uh to me it comes back to okay are i've got a hundred different goals on my vision board or whatever realistic number is um whatever your say to-do list looks like if you got a million different items on there it really helps you prioritize if you have a time frame behind it that's first and foremost the the big reason why i think having a time frame is very important if we have okay 10 of those goals are due next week probably want to focus on those goals first before we put all of our time into the goals that are due a year out yeah. you know sometimes the goals a year out are a lot more important rather than urgent we've talked about that as well but realistically this is a way to pace yourself but it's also a way and second most importantly to keep yourself accountable hold yourself accountable to getting the things you done uh getting things done that you say you're going to do doing what you say you're going to do and being integral acting with integrity my goodness i can't speak these last couple of sentences but uh holding yourself accountable acting with integrity hitting those time frames and those deadlines if you say oh i'm going to do this next year and then you have a couple small goals up until that point to allow yourself to get to that point that's going to make things a lot easier to achieve this is going to help you create goals that make your life a lot easier as opposed to just saying oh i want to lose weight you're saying i want to lose a hundred pounds by the end of 2023 mm -hmm. that's a goal you know yeah i mean for me if i lost a hundred pounds by the end of 2023 i wouldn't exist but uh, <laughs> yeah. a little bit more subjective now um like i said it's really just if you say something like that, I want to lose 100 pounds by the end of 2023, you can say, okay, here's my goals along the way that make this more digestible and give me progress and uh, period, uh, make it periodical. Say, okay, I need to lose five pounds in the first month and then say 20 pounds by the first quarter. Say by the end of 2022, I want to lose 60 pounds. That way, 2023 comes along and I only got 40 left, you know, yeah, something like that. It not only gives you a lot more realistic expectations and spreads things out over time, but putting that time frame again in again, like I said, holds you accountable to it. Because whenever you start to look at those deadlines, you're going to think, oh, damn, and you start getting this one done coming up here soon. Yeah. When we talk about time, we're talking about priorities yeah. a lot too. So when we, when we are trying to hit goals, we definitely want to hit goals in terms of time, like what's coming up next, but also the importance of the goal. What's going to give us the highest ROI, return on investment. Yeah. So, you know, when we're talking about smart goals, what needs to happen? We need to be specific, make it measurable. Is it attainable? Is it realistic? And is it within a time frame? All of these are critical in establishing goals. 
and getting us that much closer to what we want to accomplish. So that is the conclusion of our episode on SMART goals. Uh, we're going to continue the goal setting series uh, with aligning goals with our mission for our next episode. So once we have our goals established or once we are you know, crafting what we want to accomplish, is it aligning with our mission, our purpose, our why, like what we had talked about today? Now, remember, you guys can catch all of our episodes every other Tuesday, either on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts. Now, don't forget to go to Enturian.com. That's E-N-T-U-R-I-A-N.com. Make sure to check out ExemplifyLeadership.com as well. Carl and I here are posting updates to the podcast all over social media channels, all over the different platforms. Make sure to tune in. And also, take a look at Enturian.com for our YouTube channel. We're posting the video, full-length videos of these podcasts there. One last time, that's Enturian.com, E-N-T-U-R-I-A-N.com. Last but not least, don't forget that alone we survive, but together we thrive. We'll see you on the next episode.